get the podcast on. You got a multitude of things here. Uh, working against Joe Biden. Uh, several things I want to get to. There are two uh, Kaylee McEnany, whatever. Hot Kaylee. We'll just call her Hot Kaylee from now on. Um, the press secretary dealing with some people in the press. Uh, and then I want to end with uh, the Hodge twins video. Uh, it, those of you, if you haven't seen the Hodge twins, uh, they're uh, two black dudes that um, have become conservative over the uh, the second half of the Obama administration. They they saw the light, um, and they've taken some uh, some heat for it. I guess at times. Um, they've become suddenly popular amongst, more popular amongst whites than blacks. Um, I'm going to end the, the Biden stuff with their commentary because they're just awesome. Um, if you're on YouTube, there will be links in the description because uh, the sound won't come across as good uh, on YouTube as it will on the podcast, uh, just because my setup is so amateur. Um, But as it goes, I I don't call this a gaffe, and I don't call it racism either. I think it's just Frank's stupidity on Joe Biden's behalf. Um, You hear somebody off-camera tell him your time is up, we got to go. And I think it was at a point where the uh, reporter or host of the show was starting to press Joe Biden on what he's going to do for the black community. And, you know, Biden says, well, you know, I'm in New York, you know, I'll stop in and see you. Uh, You know, you got to like me if you're black, you got to like me more than you like Trump. And The guy says, this isn't about Trump. I want to know what you're going to do for my community. And Joe Biden says, well, hey, look, man, you know, I've, you know, I, I voted to extend the Voting Rights Act for the next 25 years. So what? I mean, yeah, okay, we all know African Americans should have the same right to vote as white Americans. Duh. And... The Constitution guarantees everybody the right to vote, and it's 2020. There are not a lot of Jim Crow Democrat laws in the South anymore. But Biden goes on to say, hey, if you don't vote for me, I'm not, you're not black. Now, he's walked back this statement. Uh, I'll find some articles and you know go back on that. He said, one quote I saw from him said he shouldn't, Joe Biden said that Joe Biden shouldn't have been so brash in his commentary. Um, Initially, I was going to cover his ass and say, well, maybe he meant that, you know, only racist white people vote for Trump. But evidently, it's what a lot of black people are fired up about, and that is the fact that 
you know, he's he's saying you're not black enough, which is an an insult within the black community itself. Uh, he's saying you're not a real black person if you vote for Donald Trump or if you don't vote for me or however he worded it. Um, link in the description. I'll have to pause my recording to play the video because I'm so mom and pop. Maybe. All right, there we go. So. Well, you don't get that much. That's really our time. I apologize. You can't do that to black media. You I can't do that to white media and black media because my wife has to go on at six o'clock. Okay. Oh, uh oh, I'm in trouble. Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. I it's will. A, it's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. It don't have nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the fact I want something for my community. I would love to see... Take a look at my record, man. I extended the voting racks 25 years. Well, let's bring in Fox News contributor Carl Rove. of course, is the former White House Deputy Chief of Staff to George W. Bush. Carl, good morning. Good morning. As noted, you worked in a White House that I covered, so you'll understand if I have to interrupt you rudely to get to President Trump in a moment or so. But in the meantime, we want to talk some presidential politics. Uh, first of all, your reaction to those rather remarkable comments. Yeah, suggestion that uh, you're not truly black unless you support Joe Biden for president. And really unusual. People are not allowed to have independent thoughts. They have to be, you know, if you're black, you have to be for Biden. Really unusual. Okay. There's another part of the interview that I also was struck by. Um. I'm going to play the race card myself. I don't care what Carl Rove and the other reporter on Fox News have to say. You get the gist of it. I wanted you to hear Biden's own words so you could hear for yourself and make up your own mind and hear it in context. Um, You know, like I was saying, I thought he was going to backtrack and go the route of. So I thought really Joe Biden would backtrack and go the route. Well, you know, I meant, you know, only racist white people vote for Trump. But evidently he, you know, he meant uh, from the backtracking statements I've seen. He meant that, you know, all black people should vote for him because he's uh, the better candidate for black voters and you're not really a black person if you don't vote for him. Uh, let's briefly go over what Biden says he's done for the black community and what Trump has done. So Biden said he extended the Voting Rights Act. No, he didn't. He didn't do that single-handedly, at least. Uh, he may have voted for it when he was a senator, and that's good. But Donald Trump was given awards by Jesse Jackson, who is now uh, one of his biggest critics. Uh, the award came from Jesse Jackson and the Rainbow Coalition, because Trump was a leader in helping young black people get their foot in the door on Wall Street. Uh, 
uh, Donald Trump was often a guest on the Oprah Winfrey show. What That's not doing anything for the black community, but she is now one of his biggest critics. And she used to ag him on to run for president back in the 80s and 90s on her talk show. Uh, last few years since he's been president, he's given more money to historical black colleges than any other president. I would venture to say historical black colleges are a part of the black community. Uh, He's done, signed the Opportunity Zone legislation, which was uh, sponsored by two black senators to give tax incentives uh, to businesses that Uh, opened up shop in uh, minority, predominantly black, lower-income communities. So right there are, you know, three things. The helping black people get their foot in the door on Wall Street, the money to historic black colleges, and the opportunity zones. Now, we have this problem with... uh, Ahmad Arbery, right? Trump has condemned the three white men who murdered Ahmad Arbery. They tried to pin Trump down a few weeks ago with uh, a question about what what you think about these protests uh, of the lockdown orders in some states. And they said... You know, Trump said, well, you have the right to protest. And then the reporter said, well, some people are carrying uh, Confederate flags and Nazi flags. And Trump said, you know, if they're, con- if they're carrying Nazi flags, I condemn that. I- I'm not for that. So, you know, <sighs> what- the media has called him racist and attributed their, you know, own racist racist statements to Donald Trump and things that he didn't actually say or do. So, nonetheless, um, let's look at maybe So, Hot Kaylee had some things to say at the press briefings. One of those was in regard to hydroxychloroquine, and one had to do with uh, the the Obama administration. Okay. And we're going to have audio problems with this stuff, of course. Let's...
Why does the president continue to say that? All right. So I've got to wait till everything reboots here. They try to pin her down on the president's constant talk about hydroxychloroquine. Okay. So in this one video, link in the description, the uh, press... That's up to the governors. Um, as it's said in our guidance, um, we note that while many types of gatherings are important for civic and economic well-being, religious worship has particularly... Pro okay, I'm sorry about this. Dealing with a computer that moves extremely slow. I'd be better off to use my phone for everything. So they're jumping around here talking about hydroxychloroquine and then reopening states. Um, Trump today said that religious gatherings and churches should reopen this weekend. Uh, this is in response to the new high number of suicides that are taking place due to uh, found significance to communities and individuals, including as a right protected by the First Amendment. The president wants to see these communities open. Dr. Burks was integral to making these guidelines, um, and they lay out a pretty clear path for faith communities to reopen. I didn't want you to talk okay. yet, Kaylee. Okay. We're going to listen to the ones about the faith-based communities opening. The churches, the synagogues, uh, mosques, and what have you. As you've known, uh, there are new reports coming out about the high number of uh, suicides, depression, child abuse, and things. Uh, these are all things that going to a church could possibly help with. Um, I'm a man of faith, so... Yeah, I'm a lot biased, and I don't think churches should have ever shut down. But uh, that's just my opinion. So the fact of it is they're pushing her on whether or not churches should have gone ahead and closed up. Um, and should they reopen? There will be a link in the description on the YouTube video. Governors to allow churches and places of worship to open up right now. Dr. Burks just said in areas 
where they have high cases of COVID-19, maybe they should think about waiting a week. So which is it and why the mixed messaging? That's up to the governors. Um, as it's said in our guidance, um, we note that while many types of gatherings are important for civic and economic well-being, religious worship has particularly profound significance to communities and individuals, including as a right protected by the First Amendment. The president wants to see these communities open. Dr. Burks was integral to making these guidelines, um, and they lay out a pretty clear path for faith communities to reopen. The president said he's going to override the governors under what a authority would he do that and, and to your point he said several weeks ago this is all up to the well i think you're posing a hypothetical and i think we can all hope that we see governors you're posing a hypothetical though you're assuming that governors are going to keep churches shut down and keep mosques shut down and keep synagogues shut down uh, that it's a hypothetical question and we uh will leave it to these the faith communities to reopen if governors don't we'll leave it to faith communities to reopen and Kristen, i think we can all we can all hope that this sunday people are allowed to pray to their gods across this country that's a good thing and I'd also note there's detailed guidance in here about the way uh, that you can clean your facilities, promote social distancing. So this is something that we should all look at um, and be thankful that we are encouraging these faith communities to reopen and do so in a safe way. Um, and we'll leave it to um, parishes to open in a safe fashion. Yes. The president referenced, does the White House now support these churches that are defying governor's orders and opening up? The president's been very clear. He wants churches to reopen. He wants them to do it safely. He wants them to do it in accordance with our guidance. It's laid out very detailed. Um, it's posted now, so you can all take a look through it. And he wants to see all of those churches open in a safe fashion. So they started to push her, push back on her about Trump's statement that he would override governors in regard to churches reopening. Of course, she cannot talk directly for the president uh, when it comes to churches reopening and his statements regarding that. But he, he really doesn't have the authority to override the governors. But at the same time, um, you know, there have been... There had been threats against churches by state officials, if I'm not, if I'm remembering correctly, if I'm not uh, having a senile moment like Joe Biden, uh, where, you know, some places they said, well, we will take away the church's uh, tax-exempt status. And, you know, that could be a federal issue more than a state issue. Also, she explains in there, you know, uh, Dr. Burke said, you know, in places where there are a lot of COVID-19 cases, that maybe churches and whatnot should wait a little while. Uh, and then, you know, they tried to corner her on that. And Kaylee went to the guidelines and said, look, it's very clear in our guidelines how churches and facilities should reopen, how they should go about cleaning uh, and, you know, social distancing and this and that. Uh, the churches I saw in Chicago that were open against the, against uh, the mayor's orders and uh, against police orders, you know, they had seats blocked off. 
uh, you know, they didn't, the church I saw, and all churches are different, but they didn't have the pews like you're probably used to seeing. They had chairs that interlock, and they had like three chairs marked off with caution tape, and then one chair open, and three more blocked off with caution tape, one chair open. Social distancing, right? So, uh, but the, there are guidelines out there. So furthermore, it's a constant, it's the first line of the First Amendment to the Constitution. <laughs> You know, everybody talks about, you know, the First Amendment, free speech, First Amendment, free speech. The first thing in the First Amendment says that the government shall establish no national religion and shall not interfere with the practice thereof. So that government cannot shut down your church. Even the cult of Scientology has the right to, uh, to do whatever the hell they do. Uh, I don't think they should have tax-exempt status, but, you know, somebody in Scientology had enough money to buy off the right politicians and get a tax-exempt status. But anyway, that's another story for Leah Remini to take care of. Um, my thing is that the these churches should have never had to close. I do not believe that God is going to let me get sick in his house. I believe that when I declared victory over the coronavirus and did it in Jesus' name, that's what's kept me healthy. And I interact with hundreds of people a week at my job in a car. Uh, I keep, you know, the windows cracked and I keep, you know, either the air or the heat on to circulate air through the car. But, you know... I haven't worn a mask yet. I will soon because my job requires me to. But, um, you know, at the peak of the virus, I was out there working. You know, the two weeks when they said we're going to experience the most cases and the most deaths. Man, I was nervous. But, man, sometimes I was the only uh, Uber and Lyft out there on the road. And I was taking safety precautions of, you know, sanitizing my car and, you know, had hand sanitizer available for my passengers and for myself and all that. And, I, you know, whatever little rules Uber and Lyft put out there, I would follow. Um, but, you know, God kept me safe. That's the way I feel about it. So um, the next clip. Next thing in Kaylee, Hot Kaylee's uh, press conference here, they're going at her about Trump and hydroxychloroquine again. And here's how she answers. Hydroxychloroquine as a preventive treatment for COVID-19. Why does the 
president continue to say that many or thousands of frontline workers are using it as a prophylactic? Well, there is um, a Henry Ford Hospital is doing a study on this now where 3,000 frontline workers um, will be taking hydroxychloroquine uh, to look at its use as a prophylaxis. Um, I believe there's um, a few hundred or 190 workers in, in Tampa General Hospital. So this is being used by, by some. And one thing I want to note with regard to hydroxychloroquine, because I think it's very important uh, that we're as accurate as we can be with our reporting on this. Hydroxychloroquine has been a drug that has been in use for 65 years um, for lupus, arthritis, and malaria. It has a very good safety profile, but um, it, as with any drug and as with any prescription, it should be given by a doctor to a patient in that context, so no one should be taking this without a prescription from their doctor. But that being said, I've seen a lot of apoplectic coverage of hydroxychloroquine. You had Jimmy Kimmel saying the president's, quote, trying to kill himself by taking it. You had Joe Scarborough saying, quote, this will kill you. Neil Cavuto saying, what have you got to lose? Um, one thing you have to lose are, are lives. Um, and you had Chris Cuomo saying the president knows that hydroxychloroquine is not su supported by science. He knows it has been flying, flagged by his own people and he's using it. Uh, well, Cuomo mocked the president for this. Um, and interestingly, I found this out just before coming here. Um, hydroxychloroquine, of course, is an FDA-approved medication with a long-proven track record for safety, and it turns out um, that Chris Cuomo took a, a less safe version um, of it called quinine, which the FDA removed from the market in 2006 because of its serious side effects, including death. So really interesting to have that criticism of the president. And on that note to Chris Cuomo, I'd like to redirect him to his brother, the governor of New York, Governor Cuomo, um, who has several on-the-record statements about hydroxychloroquine saying I'm an optimist I'm hopeful about the drug and that's why we'll try it here in New York as soon as we get it there has been anecdotal evidence that it's promising that's why we're going ahead and I have about eight other quotes from Governor Cuomo should any of you have interest in that you just studies though there are trials that are in their early phases. do you have any evidence that thousands of frontline workers are currently using it because they it actually will prevent them from getting So the FDA, the FDA has approved this for off-label use. You know, this president's a big believer in right-to-try legislation. People are now that the president has actually mentioned that I've referred to that out of France, a French study um, involving more than a thousand patients that found that the vast majority had, quote, good clinical outcomes, and by the vast majority, that was more than 90%. There was an Italian study of more than 65,000 patients that demonstrated um, only 20 tested positive of those who were taking it prophylactically in a South Korea study as well. So there are several studies, and if you're someone out there and uh, this is a safe drug to use in your doctor, importantly to underscore that in your doctor, prescribes it for your use as a prophylaxis or after coming into contact um, with COVID, then it's something you should take if it's prescribed by the doctor and that's your personal medical choice. Okay. So. So the American Nurses Association put out a statement um, saying that they do not know of any nurses or doctors or frontline workers who are currently taking hydroxychloroquine as a prophylaxis. That means a preventative medicine. Um, that's what the reporter said. Uh, now, would the White House doctors give the president something 
that was deadly, like, uh, and Kaylee said um, that Chris Cuomo, Neil Cavuto, uh, and Joe Scarborough all said that, you know, President Trump was uh, taking something that could kill him and could kill other people. Jimmy Kimmel joked that President Trump is trying to kill himself, she said, uh, and all these things. The White House doctors would not let the president take something that would kill him. Uh, Now, there are reports that people have died who took hydroxychloroquine. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. Uh, But we don't know what their medical conditions were. And I've read many scientific studies that shows that it shortens the duration of COVID-19 to a matter of days. Uh, Six days, the report that I read the other day on this podcast and uh, video, YouTube channel. So it's all, you know, up to you and your doctor. I know I have a doctor's appointment Friday, and I'm going to talk to him about it. I'm going to see if I can get an antibody test and just to see, you know. Uh, It also, you know, the more antibody tests and uh, COVID-19 tests we, we get in the system, the more it helps other people, the more it helps the science so, you know, that I would like to do that. Um, I'm not going to take hydroxychloroquine like some people think I am just at random. Like, hello, you can't just go out and buy it off the street. You have to have a doctor's permission. And pharmacies are starting to push back on doctors who are prescribing this and asking for diagnosis of this. Uh, or the diagnosis and why they're prescribing it. And I think it may be because uh, somebody told me when they were chewing me out for praising hydroxychloroquine and the president taking it uh, because she thought I was taking it, the idiot, how she got to be almost a doctor is beyond me. But anyhow, the point of the matter is... The, uh, the, what the hell was my point? Oh, there, there is apparently a shortage of, um, lupus medicine. And it could be because they're prescribing hydroxychloroquine by the shit tons for the COVID-19. Uh, so... That could be why pharmacies are pushing back on doctors and making them go extra steps or the state of Texas is putting red tape in the way of doctors prescribing hydroxychloroquine. So I'm going to, uh, I think I'm going to end this video, but I'm going to do another one here in a few. Uh, And I'm going to end the podcast on a uh, video soundbite from the Hodge twins 
conservative twins, if you look them up on YouTube, conservative twins on YouTube, and in regard to Joe Biden's remark. So, as I say at the end of every video, God bless you, have a good night, and pray for each other. Okay, let's see what the Hodge twins have to say. This is my first time Come listening to this. I will. It's a long way until November. We got listen. You got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. I will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black, it don't have nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the fact I want something for my community. I would love to see. Take a look at my record, man. Joe Biden, Democrat nominee. You the gift that keeps on giving, man. I thought Maxine Waters was stupid. <laughs> you make her look like Albert Einstein. Yeah. I mean, did y'all see the disgusting grin on his face when he said that? He was—he seemed so proud of himself. <laughs> hey, Joe, I got to admit, brother, that was pretty epic. That was some epic shit, man, for the Trump campaign. <laughs> Joe, be honest with everybody. Are you working for the Trump campaign? <laughs> Why else would you say something so ridiculous, man? Hey, I got another for you. Hey, African Americans. Hey, man, get serious on this. I am. I'm just being facetious. <laughs> hey, African Americans. Are y'all okay with this? A old rich white man telling you how black you are based on who you vote for? I'm starting to see what y'all mean by white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> Now, that guy he was having a conversation with, his name is, he calls himself Charlemagne the God. He self-appointed himself the leader of all African Americans, <laughs> right? And the reason why he provided no pushback to Biden when he yeah. said what he said, yeah, it's because he agrees with him. Yeah, he agrees with everything that man said. That's why 90% of the black community yeah. have always voted Democrat. Yeah, they, th they think. They're raised to think that they have to vote Democrat. Yeah. Now, look, if they don't, they're a race traitor. This is something I figured out. Yeah. When you figured out? Yeah, then I figured out when I decided to no longer be liberal. <laughs> look, nobody yeah. can fix your life yeah. but you. Yeah, no politician. Not Trump, not Joe Biden. Yeah. That's not why you vote for a politician because you think he's going to give you something. Yeah, you don't vote for a politician because you think he's just going to hand over the American dream. No, the, the reason why you vote and you choose a politician is yeah. because you think this person is not going to screw your life up, take your rights away. Yeah, the only person that can give you the American dream is you. Yeah, the only candidate that can protect your freedoms, your rights, your liberty yeah. at this point is Trump. Yeah, that's a fact. Joe yeah. Biden, he's a gun grabber. He's telling women that they can murder their own babies after they're born. Yeah. Come on, man, get real, man. And every time someone asks this man, watch when he asks him, why should I vote for you? He says the same thing. Check my record, Jack. <laughs> Object your damn record. Your 40-year record. The only person you've ever helped is your son. That's it. And you haven't even helped not one African American. Yeah. 
You haven't helped anybody but yourself in your pockets. And see, and what Charlemagne also said mm-hmm. in the uh, when he asked Biden the question, he said, "What can you do for the black community?" Yeah, that's what's that's what's hurting the black community yeah. the most is you wait for somebody to help you yeah. with something. Like I said earlier. The only person that's going to help you succeed in life is yourself. The only person that you can blame because you're a bum and things are not working out for you is the person you see in the mirror yeah. each and every morning. It ain't the evil white man. <laughs> it's the only person you're going to hold blame is on yourself. Nobody yeah. else is, is, is responsible for your shortcomings in life, yeah. for your wrongs, for your yeah. bad credit, for your car getting repossessed, <laughs> for you losing your job. It's you. Yeah. Everybody faces adversity in life. Yeah, yeah. Regardless of your gender, your race, your sexuality, it has nothing to do with everybody faces adversity. Not just black folks. <laughs> and you ain't got to vote for Joe Biden because he thinks he's going to put you on the top. Hey, I tell you what. I'm not voting for Joe Biden, man. That I guess that's going to make me a white supremacist because there ain't no in hell I'm voting for that man. Yeah. He's a horrible candidate. He's a horrible person. <laughs> That's a hundred percent fact, Jack. <laughs> Man, unfortunately, with uh, yeah. Joe's dementia, he can't hide his racist feelings anymore. Which is a good thing, man. He just showed his true colors. At least he's got the balls to sit in front of you, stupid, idiotic African Americans, and say something so crazy, and you still vote for him. Yeah. The problem is you. You need to change how you think. You're responsible for yourself. No politician's gonna give you the American dream. You gotta earn it. Joe Biden. The only person that's gonna get the American dream is his son. You know when I was younger, I was I was dumb, man. I used to believe in the whole racism. I'm in my applying for a credit card, right? That the white lady was there, so I'm sorry to turn you down. I said, man, you white supremacist. I need some damn credit. I ain't got no bed to sleep on, woman. That's why I, I thought when I was younger. Because we you we were socially engineered to think that way. Yeah, that's how. We are socially engineered in the black community to think yeah. that way. No, they turned me down because all my bills was 120 days late. I hadn't paid them. You pull your credit board, it didn't say bad credit. It said O.J. Simpson. <laughs> hey, black folks, man. I was too busy Yeah, blaming a white man. Blaming other people yeah. for, my, for what I was doing wrong. Yeah. That's what's wrong with the black community. Yeah. That's, that's what's going on in the black community. And that's because politicians have brainwashed you to think yeah. that you need them to be successful. You don't life. need anybody. Power is yeah. in the people. It's not in your politicians. It's not in your government. Yeah. It's right there in front of you. You see it every morning when you wake up in the mirror. It's you. It is you. You can achieve whatever you want to do. Yeah. Go to officialharshtwins.com and pick you out a patriotic t-shirt today. Hell, I'm even giving you 20% off. Just type in this called Chinese virus. We call it Chinese because it's from China. We making t-shirts great again. Yeah. Okay. So, there you have it. From the Hodge Twins. Um, Their channel is called Conservative Twins on YouTube. Um, And they're basically they're stand-up comedians. And they got into the YouTube thing because uh, after they got out of the Marine Corps, uh, they started getting out of shape. And then they wanted to get back in shape. So they did a, a YouTube... Um, 
Good evening and welcome to the first and maybe only racial draft here in New York City. Folks, this is... Crying out loud. Uh, they did uh, videos about fitness and exercise, and then they started getting into comedy. And as they will tell you, if you watch their videos uh, on YouTube or in, in interviews uh, with other uh, other folks like Steven Crowder, or, they get interviewed a lot because they're very popular, um, but anyways, th as they became conservative, they started to see the audience at their stand-up comedy shows switch from black to white, or as they say, our, our audiences now look like a Bruce Springsteen concert. It's a bunch of uh, middle-aged white people. Uh, <laughs> when it used to be all mostly young black people. Uh, but anyways, that's their experience. So check out the Conservative Twins on YouTube, a.k.a. the Hodge, Hodge Twins. Uh, and when things reopen... I definitely want to go see one of their stand-up comedy shows. I missed it in Cleveland because uh, right about the time they were coming to Cleveland, Ohio, was around the time things started shutting down. So anyways, keep up with that. I've got some links in the description. Well, no, I'm on the podcast, so no, I don't. Um, <laughs> but anyway... We will talk at you at another date and time. I'll wrap this podcast up. And with that, you guys have a great time out there. And God bless you one and all. Thank you.